Then my stepsister came through and stole the CD from me because I was a child. Shout out to her. But yeah, I had a good Saturday. Woke up with a clear mind. A lot of clarity. I don't know if you ever just woke up and you just feel like shit that didn't make sense yesterday now makes sense. That's how I felt all day today. Hey, this is kind of like how my whole Saturday went. It's good vibes. I don't think I listened to Nah, I listened to Conway yesterday Conway the Machine dropped his album yesterday But that wasn't the vibe for the day This was like a feel good day It was all feel good music But that gang shit Went and bought some Yankee candles today <laughs> That's the kind of day it was Hey I I love this song, but Big would have to re-record this verb, rewrite it. This was the best. Of course, the more you, the more you smoke, the smaller the Philly gets. I wonder when the last time niggas smoke Philly. Shall 
like this take me back to like middle school. switching plans i'ma tell you what you feel next like the weather man i will split heads and break necks for my little man six god praying hands like i'm a religious man but i'm just a sicker man wicked man look we can argue back and forth we have some filler here but anything with some bars this world that we living in bang nose dividends snake stay slithering how you plan to make it to the top by just fitting in how you plan to take a nigga spot by just giving in how you gonna treat this shit like you gonna get to live again how you get hey. high on and this is where this comes from. I done had some great nights to end it with songs like this right here. You go to a nice little, little old nigga bar. It's the end of the night right here. It's definitely the end of the night. And they only serving gin there. You can only buy gin when songs like this are playing. I love gin, by the way. All right, all right, all right. I know that was a long ass intro. Hopefully, y'all stuck around or y'all skip past it. Well, hopefully, I ain't skip past it because y'all need to put some of them in y'all rotation. Uh, but what's going on out there? 
had a great day today. Hope y'all had a great day, great weekend. Uh, just got my COVID results back and I am negative. So shout out to me. Um, it was the easiest process. It only took a couple of days for it to come back. So uh, I recommend everybody go out there, get tested, know your status. Um, that doesn't just go for HIV, you know, know your COVID status. Uh, so I might get tested like once a week since it's free and it takes little to no time. I actually went and got another one today just because just it was free. So uh, I'm going to let you know the results every time I take one. So when I get the results, you'll know. But anyway, uh, where do we want to start? I might as well start with the Russell Simmons doc because I just, just right before I was doing this, I was watching the Russell Simmons doc with the women that um, he allegedly raped or sexually assaulted. I'm not sure what the difference is, but well, I guess in certain cases, I'm sure, but sometimes women are saying they got raped and then they call it sexual assault in court documents or on TV. I don't know if they don't want to say rape on TV, but... You know, that that's that's what this was. So I mean I don't I don't know the truth. Um uh, originally I wasn't gonna watch the doc. Um just because I, I didn't really I don't know, I didn't really want to see it. I didn't watch the surviving R. Kelly doc, but I didn't watch that one for a completely different reason because I already knew what was up with R. Kelly. Like that was already solidified. He already had a sex tape with the child. He already had a marriage that everyone knew about to Aaliyah when she was 14 years old. And let's not forget that Timberland said that he was attracted to uh, Aaliyah when he met her when she was still a child. Just an, a quick aside. Um, but yeah, so I already knew the deal with R. Kelly. So there's really no point of me watching the doc. Like you are, I already feel like you need to be imprisoned for what you've already done. Like just from what I know about. So anything else is just like extra. But so I can't really learn too much new about Mr. Robert Kelly from any documentary. Uh, you know, you already got caught peeing on a young girl and like I said, the Aaliyah situation. So that's already done. But uh, with Russell Simmons, it's a little different. Like the way I grew up looking at Russell Simmons, like he was like the cool, not cool, old head uh, businessman with the fat farm uh, Argyle sweater on with the, the button up shirt under it with the, the fitted hat. Uh, they loved hip hop, rap music, a pioneer in the industry. Um, turned yoga man um, who supports women and yoga and Zen and peace of mind and all that. So that's how I grew up looking at him. So originally, when these um, accusations came out, number one, the accusations weren't really for whatever reason. Um, they weren't really covered as much as they probably should have been. And that's probably why I kind of almost dismissed the doc a little bit. Uh, and then the only thing with documentaries is they only generally, they normally are biased. Uh, 
they normally present a certain point and they don't, uh, or a certain person's view or people's view of a situation and not the opposing view. And there's usually, in most cases, two sides. Well, they say three sides to the story, yours, mine, and the truth, which falls somewhere in between. Uh, but with this, it was crazy. Like, what really got me on the, like, what the fuck is Russell out here doing? Shit was the woman that she was a a high-ranking uh, executive at Def Jam, which was Russell Simmons' label. And she she worked helped work on the uh, the miseducation of Lauren Hill, um, Santana's album, not Jewel's for you niggas out there. Uh, people who are more cultured would know who the real Santana is. Um, she helped put together the Method Man and, and uh, Mary J. Blige song, uh, You All I Need, as well as some other things. Um, and the fact that she says that after he allegedly raped her, that she quit her job. Now, it's documented like she wrote her letter of resignation and uh, she quit her job. So it's not like she's bullshitting. It's not like she's lying. It's not a misrepresentation of the truth. It's not revisionist history. It is what it is. She quit her job. And no one's just up and just resigning from their job for no reason. Had a job that she, you know, said that she was happy with up until that point. She, because she loves music and she was part of musical history. Um, she's one of those people that you wouldn't probably know that are part of some of the records that we love from that era. And there's a lot of people like that that's behind the scenes that we don't know, but they're like unsung heroes. And she's one of those people. Um, she helped put together some soundtracks. She was she was an integral part of the Def Jam uh, situation. And like I said, she just up and quit. And unbeknownst to me, years later, because uh, she just left the industry altogether, years later, um, she comes back and she works with Clive Davis. And she says she really enjoyed working with Clive Davis. Uh, so shout out to him. And um, then Clive left. Arista Records and then L.A. Reid came in and L.A. Reid uh, she alleges that he practiced the same um, behavior as Russell Simmons and that was just a sexually hostile environment inappropriate environment and uh, she alleges that she set up, it got to the point where it affected their business relationship, whereas though she still worked in her capacity, I believe as some sort of A&R. And um, I'm not sure if that was her official title. And she set up meetings with, uh, with Kanye West, and she said that L.A. Reid just showed up, um, had Kanye outside just waiting. He never got to see L.A. Reid. LA. She told him about it, and he uh he disrespected her and told her that it was a waste of time. It's not a pass. I'm not just passing on him. You just, you wasted my fucking time. Uh, then another person is John Legend, 
she set up a, a performance for John Legend to perform in front of L.A. Reid and other uh, executives at Arista Records. And she's saying that he didn't even show up, that she was the only person that showed up and he told nobody else on the staff to show up. So that's wild. You... If that is true, like if these things are true, because you always have to say if, because, you know, it's not proven. But uh, if that's true, you're that nasty and you, you want to get your way that much that you would let business come in the way of your horniness. People, all right. Anyway, so, um, and then there was a bunch of other women on there that had their accounts of being raped, allegedly, by uh, Russell Simmons. Uh, none of them said they were raped by Ali Reid, though. I just want to make that clear. Um, I want to make it clear that he allegedly created a, a inappropriate, hostile envir- work environment, but... But uh, he did not uh, rape anybody, allegedly. So, with all of this coming out, and then I'm thinking like, well, all these women are saying stuff about you, Russ. And uh, Russ has had some questionable moves over this course of time. Like, once these allegations started coming out, he stepped down from every company he was a part of. He stepped off the board of all the companies. A. Then B. He sold his properties in the United States and moved to Bali. I mean, there's a such thing as coincidence, but I mean, like, come on. Come the fuck on. And he's it's been completely, and he's done interviews since then. And, you know, these outlets that he's gone to, which this is what happens when you're powerful or respected, you know, in your industry or in the, you know, by the media, you, you, a, you go to people who, you know, you can manipulate the narrative. So you're not going to go anywhere where they're going to ask you the tough questions. Purposely, you're purposely going to ignore those places and you're going to go to places where you can control the narrative. So he's done interviews since then, and no one's really touched on these accusations that I want to say these dozens of women have made. I mean, I saw, I want to say at least 12, at least, if not more. So given the fact that I know, speaking for myself, there's no way that you're going to accuse me of anything. You're not even going to accuse me of stealing $5 from you, let alone fucking rape. And I'm not going to speak on it. Your name is extremely, and your reputation is extremely important. I don't necessarily give a fuck what people think about me. Unless it's something like that, something that vile, something disgusted, as disgusted as 
raping someone that I do care about. I don't want anybody to ever look at me and think that I'm even capable of such a thing. So it's weird. Like it's no lawyer that's going to hold me back. That's going to stop me from pleading my innocence because I'm innocent. But I haven't heard not one thing. I've heard him say that uh, he apologized for creating a hostile sexual environment for um, the first woman, Miss Dixon. Cannot remember her first name. I apologize, Miss Dixon. But he said that he didn't rape her. So he'll admit to one, but not the other. And just like on the other podcast that we had, I had, I am we. Um, where there's smoke, there's normally fire. There's not always a fire there. But uh, most of the time, there's a fire there. So, I mean, I hope these things aren't true. But he, the burden of proof is on him. So, but I guess he's out of the country and he's doing whatever he's doing or, you know, not doing. So he doesn't have to really answer to these things. So I guess the burden of proof is not on him. And that's, uh, that's extremely unfortunate and is disappointing that a lot of these news outlets that have dealt with him after these accusations have come out have not uh have not seeming seemingly given a fuck about these accusations that have come out. So it's fuck Russ until further notice until this shit can be disproven. If it's not disproven, it's just fuck Russ. Um so moving on, uh the double XL freshman freestyles are out so if people are not familiar with the list uh let's see who we have here we got nle chopper yeah i like him he's recently come out he has some of the most like shoot him up lyrics out there young kid from memphis about 17 18 years old and he said he's going to stop rapping like that and he's going to start rapping more positive so that'll that'll be interesting um polo g to me, Polo G, is, Polo G and Roddy Rich are the best two young niggas doing it in the game, like in the rap game. And I define young as 24 and under. From 25 to 30 is middle age young, if that makes any sense. Uh, so he's on the list. Then you got Cowboy, who signed to Meek Mill. He's from Chicago. I think they're both from Chicago. Uh, he's on the list. Lil TJ, who I liked in the beginning, and he's kind of died down a little bit with his last this last project and a couple of the features he's been doing lately, in my eyes. And Fabio Foreign, they're both from New York. Fabio Foreign is, I mean, yeah. He was on Drake's project, if I'm not mistaken. His last project is just dropped. And Baby Keem, he's from Las Vegas. Shout out to Vegas. They don't really get too much shine as far as like as far as rap. Jack Harlow from Louisville, Kentucky. I believe he's the only white rapper on here. He had a uh, hot album this year. We got Rod Wave from 
Damn, you from St. Petersburg, Florida? I don't know why I thought Rod Wave was from New Orleans, uh, Baton Rouge. But Rod Wave, he's been... I like Rod Wave. And I like how Rod Wave came up. I don't know if he's independent, but he, he moves independent. He seems independent. He doesn't... You don't see too much about him doing no bullshit to get people to listen to his music. He just goes out there and makes good, heartfelt music about how much... His friends have betrayed him. <laughs> How much he can't trust his friends. I hate to be that guy's friend. Every fucking song is about how he can't trust them. Or how they let him down. Or how they fucked him over. So, Shout out to Rod Wave. And how women let him down. Uh, next we got Chica from Montgomery, Alabama. I have never heard this person rap. Mulatto and Lil' Key. They both from Atlanta. Lil' Key... It's okay sometimes. Sometimes you get like that little weird high pitched crazy voice. I never heard mulatto rap. Um and we got twenty four golden from San Francisco. And I think that that's everybody. Pop Smoke was gonna be there. Rest in peace, Pop Smoke. And yeah, I think that's the that's the entire list, but I'm gonna listen. I've never heard this before, but I'm gonna listen for the first time to these freestyles and see how they sound. So let's give it a go. Way on brand. I had plans for the playoffs, damn. City used to hate, but I made y'all fans. Oh, man. I hit them both ways. Ain't y'all friends? She know how to cook and take off pants. Flow relax, but I ain't on saying. I'm teed up like Jake Austin. If you got an issue, this, this is Jack Harlow. You should do shows, I ain't make nothing. Now I got bread, but I ain't content. Y'all so street, now I ain't convinced. That's just something that you came up with. I just want someone to lay up with. I call a baby, but she don't care, Mary. So rock cranberry, my shit classic, Tom and Jerry. Got a commentary, shit seem cool, but it's gotten scary. For the game up, I'm popping cherries. At the mall, they stop and staring. I got birds, but they not canary. This is this is trash. Jack Harlow is okay. This is trash. Here comes Polo G next. And I'm really in my bag. She wanted I'm paying for it. Bitch, I put in blood, sweat, and tears, and I ran for it. Trapping just to make a way, got stuck up in that jam for it. Bag of chip died. No, I couldn't put out my hand for it. Now I'm that nigga in my city and yours. I'm so quick to put them in a place like a landlord. They gon' kill what you believe if you don't make a stand for it. Look, I got niggas mad because I'm blessed and I'm winning. Only if they really knew this was just the beginning. With that weapon, he spinning. Smith and Wesson was spinning. This hot shit'll cook your noodle in less than a minute. Kicking his door and put that salt in his mouth. I have my killers come and paint the 
walls in his house. Deactivated soul, hollows log in the mouth. Lost his mind, seen that blood from his dog spilling out. I was on the front line, standing tall in the drought. I've been going hard like I got a ball for the scouts. Bipolar with my love, cause I fall in and out. These new generation gangsters do it all for the clout. Put the whole hood on my back, I had to carry her. I stacked against me, number crime in my area. First generation millionaire, I had to break the barriers. Trying to open up my third eye, it's only getting scarier. Damn, a new disease drop, causing mass hysteria. It's always some bullshit. Welcome to America, nigga. Uh, I'll say Jack Harlow is the best out of those three, and Polo G was, eh, he was okay. He's much better at making songs than he is at freestyling, probably. And then Lil Key, I'm good. Oh, Lord, Jesse, that, that shouldn't even happen. Who's next? NLE Chabba's next. My nephew, my little nephew told me about uh, NLE Chabba. This is more like a song than a freestyle. I like it. Oh, here comes Rod Wave. I'd be surprised if he didn't diss his homies in here. I'm here for the moment. Don't let it go for the source of a poet. Cause young niggas feel like she know it. Oh, before this shit, I'm gonna show it. Bet you all the set to rapid fire. Yeah, simple excel, do a lot. I should just smile. But if I'm being honest, I promise I'm gonna do what I'd rather slow down. Listen to the guy that raised us. Do I have a story and tell about glory and niggas defeat the yards? Got used to a bunch of accounts. They fuck it in stores. I don't care what it costs. I gotta admit it. I never envisioned a life where I wasn't a boss. I think of my ex and the level of stress and me feeling the hell of a I'm in no position to I'm in no position to plead. I know I was running the course, but damn it, I'm taking the lead. I'm coming from streets to the rolling the blow with the leads. When they put my name on the board, make sure it's a primitive day. Look, I've been on my grind since midnight. I am not surprised at this life. Everything I rhyme is hit type, yeah. Everything I rhyme is hit type. Got an itty bitty bark with a pit bite. When they play it on toe, when I look at on the floor, I'm more guaranteed to get the pit height. Oh yeah, she killed it. She's better than everybody so far. Yeah, I put a three five in the woods to blow this pain away. 
This is little TJ. Are we gonna cut that out? That's like fucking elementary fucking rap. Shout out to little TJ though. He's not like a freestyle rapper, so this ain't really a set in any way. This is Mulata. It's gotta be two 24k golden. Sure, we freestyle it or not, but yeah, uh, yeah, I'm gonna listen to shit after this. See what he sound like. It's Fabio for Just because he's been doing it, he's been rapping for so long, and he just gets more. But he ain't give up. Like he's been doing this for, I think his first song was eight to ten years ago, and it's the first year he's taking off. So, shout out to him, staying dedicated. And this 
is Cowboy. He had a solid. His first album was real good. Yeah. Second one there. Hey, hey, I ain't been getting no sleep because nigga, I'm trapping a lot. No, I'm not talking about polo, but niggas be capping a lot. I think you're I turn around with that dealer because niggas be yapping a lot. Hey, I got some aim with that glizzy. I blow his little cap off his top. For real. I got some boys locked down in the cage. I know some boys from the sandbox probably won't see them boys to the grave. I got some secrets we kept in the street. Probably got to take that to the grave. Most of my niggas, we came up for nothing but trapping, bitch. We had it made. For real. And Cattle Wild ain't bring no lyrics with them. Fuck them niggas with them. Cattle Wild ain't move no muscle, shorty. Let them niggas get them. Uncle Wesley taught me how to trap, so I grow bigger than them. Every day I'm on finesse and shit. It's some different than them. I had problems with my demons, shorty. I just feel it bitter. I had problems with my feelings, shorty. I ain't feeling bitter. Fell in love, this bitch. Judge tried to dog me like a kennel. If he disrespect the squad that's on Jabbar, we gotta kill him. Yeah. Uh, that was cool. Uh, I was that's better than I expected, and I found some new people that I'm probably gonna listen to their music. Twenty four Golden. Um, doesn't say music. <laughs> like I'm from fucking Baltimore. Um, Twenty four Golden and uh Chica and Mulatto. I'm definitely gonna check out this shit. See what they sound like outside of here. But uh, moving on. I saw Taraji P. Henson earlier. She just turned 50. I didn't know she was that old, but shout out to Taraji. She had a thong on, thong bikini on, on some type of boat or yacht. So it seems like a great way to celebrate your 50th. Just half naked on a, on a yacht. She's still in, she's in pretty good shape. And I, I like to see that as you get older. Well, even when you're younger, but when you get older and you, you're like still in shape, it's a good look it's a good look good look good look i will say i was a little disappointed with the way that like that i like little butts like i'm a little butt advocate but hers didn't really look like it got too much jiggle to it like the little butt gotta have some type of jiggle it gotta have some type of movement to it and that didn't really seem like that had that now, I don't know if it's because she's older or, you know, that's just how, how I was set up. But, uh, yeah, shout out there and to have the confidence to go out there and take those pictures and do it for the gram. Is she married? Hmm, I don't know. I guess that, that doesn't matter. But, uh. Let's see, we covered that, covered that. Oh, since we shouting out women, shout out to Bria Miles, an Instagram goat. I believe we talked about her on the uh, Instagram goat. I don't remember the title, but we had one where we were talking about Instagram models back when it was, I think, three of us on the episode. I think Orlando and Naughty were still on the podcast at the time, and she was one of my goats. Uh, beautiful, thickly built chocolate goddess. Um, she just she did it again. I don't know how old she is, but it doesn't seem like she ages. Like whatever age she was when I first saw her, seemed like she's still that age. And that was years ago. That was when like my focus was buying magazines. I bought the magazine that she was on the cover of. I think it was King Magazine or some shit like in oh five oh six. So 
14 years later to still look like that. I don't know if it's the doctor did it or cause I don't, cause that wasn't really as popular back then as it is now. And she looked like that since then, like completely the same. So I don't know. Great skin, all of that. Shout out to her. She's great. Uh, what else we got? We got Quavo saying to Hennessy. Quavo signed to Martell. Martell is a liquor. So because he signed to Martell, for some reason, he figured that he had the shit on the great people over there at Hennessy and said that they don't fuck with us. No more rapping about Henny. So I don't know when he said they don't fuck with us, if he meant that they don't fuck with black people or they don't fuck with the Migos or they just don't fuck with Quavo. Because Hennessy fucks with black people. Like they've donated millions of dollars to black people. Um, they donate to small businesses. Hennessy gives a lot of money back. So they donate the uh black college funds, like tens of millions of dollars. So I can't, you know, I can't co-sign that. So don't shit on a company that, that fucks with if that's what he's talking about. I don't know if he's talking about, you know, fucking with his group. Or black people, but I'm assuming black people. But he left it open for interpretation. But if you're talking about black people, don't don't lie to the people just to big up Martell. And nobody's going to go buy a fucking bottle of Martell. Sorry. And my dad recommended Martell. And I'm still not buying it. Sorry. Fucking a bottle of Martell. This thing going to rap about Martell. That don't even go with nothing. Fuck out of there. Fuck Martell. I've been on, uh, so ever since I had 1942, I kind of been fucking with Hennessy. I mean, Hennessy with tequila a lot more. Uh, I can't afford to keep going about 1942 because that's like a hundred and four, like a buck fifty a bottle. And I'm not going to keep spending a buck fifty for fifths of liquor. Uh, this seems like they just disappear. I don't know where they go, but they just seem to dis- disappear. So I've been fucking with the uh, Patron. That, that disappears as well, but it's a lot cheaper, so I can afford to <laughs> to re-up on the Patron. I realized, because I used to hate tequila. I realized that I didn't hate tequila. I hated the type of tequila I was drinking when I was in my early 20s, and that was the fucking 1800. I've definitely drank a lot of 1800 and I've thrown a lot of 1800 up taste bad going down taste worse coming up uh Jose Quavo just bullshit tequila you know shout out to whoever drinks that shit but bullshit tequila so if you if you don't fuck with tequila and you've been drinking that bullshit if you step up a little bit then You'll see a difference. It's kind of like Hennessy. I, I don't drink regular Hennessy anymore. I, it has to be at least Hennessy VSOP or better. Uh, the XO is good. The Henny White is good. Uh, Henny VSOP is good. Hennessy Black is nasty, but it's strong. Disgusting. And I have many more alcohols that I love. But... This isn't the time or place for that. So what do we have next? 
Uh, Alicia Keys partnered with the NFL and they dedicated $1 billion to black businesses. That's, that's great. That's great. All this fucking painting Black Lives Matter on the fucking court and the NBA is cool and them singing every lift every voice and sing before NFL games is cool, I guess. I mean, it's just a song to me. Um people kneeling and kneeling being accepted in the NFL now is it's cool. But this is big. Actually contributing and they don't have to contribute because no matter what you say what you think a corporation doesn't have to give people shit they're not obligated to give black people white people or any other people anything black people still going to go to walmart walmart's not donating a billion dollars to black businesses and i mean the list can go on and on and on and on and they kind of were forced into this situation, but they weren't forced. They were forced to, like a lot of these companies were, to embrace the Black Lives Matter, uh, Matters moniker. But they weren't necessarily, like they didn't have to do this at all. So this is big and it's a, it's a good PR move because they were looking bad from the Colin Kaepernick situation and everything that's happened with that over the years. So ever since Jay-Z, I have to think that Jay-Z is a part of this. His name is not attached to this at all. But ever since he made his deal with the NFL, Kaepernick got his, uh, his workout that he fucked up and you have this and then you have they donated i want to say 100 million dollars to uh that one was kind of like bullshit this one is i mean not the amount of money they donated but it was like 100 million dollars to combat social injustice i don't know where that money goes or how that even works but with this right here this is more tangible this is shit that people will actually be able to see so um, I'm going to try to get more details about the situation. It just happened. So shout out to Alicia Keys. Shout out to the NFL. And shout out to all the lucky black businesses that are going to get uh, grants from the NFL. Or hopefully low, 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 low interest loans. But I don't think it's going to be a loan. It's probably going to be grants of some sort. Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. Former NFL player Josh Bellamy arrested for $24 million pandemic loan fraud. <sighs> you niggas is tripping. <laughs> yeah, this is like probably the... Now, luckily, you don't get that much time for fraud, but this is like... And this is just the ones I heard of, like the what fifth sixth seventh person that i've heard that's gotten caught from trying to scam uh the ppp loans which essentially is scamming taxpayers essentially because we're the ones who eventually pay for through inflation and other things that we're not going to talk about 
the PPP loans when they just fucking print magic money that doesn't exist. The people pay for that. So what they're saying is that he played a part in this scheme that submitted 90 applications that secure roughly $17.4 million. How do they get to the fucking, how do get the $24 million? If, all right, so Bellamy allegedly secured more than $1.2 million for his company, Drip Entertainment. That is a nasty name for a company. Any company named Drip Entertainment, unless you you do plumbing, you're probably not going to be successful. I'm pretty sure this is a rap label. Let's Google it. <laughs> if I, oh, Drip Entertainment. And it's like, Drip is such a... I hate the word Drip. I've never liked that word. Like, that shit is trash. Drip Entertainment. Where did the PPP money go? It doesn't say what they actually do over at Drip. Do I have an Instagram? Mm-hmm. I need blah blah blah. How did he just make the company? Like, why don't they have Instagram? <laughs> Drip events, yeah. All right, so we don't know what the people over there. <laughs> oh, oh, Drip Entertainment Services. There's no big or small event that we don't do. Full DJ service equipment. This can't be him. It's only it's only 249 Instagram followers. I'm going to assume that this is not Josh Bellamy's fucking drip entertainment. And that this is. No. This is him. <laughs> this is he. Oh. OK. Maybe he put too much money into drip entertainment. And they had to secure some fraudulent loans. Okay. So <laughs> shout out to <laughs> shout out to Josh Bellamy. I, like you kind of scammed me because I'm a taxpayer, but <laughs> you gave me a chuckle. So I, I'm not that mad at you. So it says that he spent the money. Niggas just be nigging, man. He spent $104,000 on luxury goods from Dior and Gucci. Nigga gonna go to jail for Gucci belts. What? What is wrong with you? Another 62000 spent at the Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino. Nigga ain't even go to the Bellagio. What the fuck is a Seminole Hard Rock? Bellamy faces up to 20 years. He's not going to get 20 years. And a fine up to $250,000. I mean, a fine up to $250,000 isn't bad if I ran off with fucking millions of dollars. And it came, the legal ordeal comes just days after the New York Jets announced that they were releasing Bellamy. Mr. fucking Bellamy. Oh, shit. A key milestone in the criminal division. They did a fucking press release on this. I didn't know this. Pandemic-related fraud by holding accountable those who sought to abuse the PPP. Today, the criminal division's fraud section, along with our law enforcement partners on this stage and elsewhere in this room, 
are announcing that as a result of law enforcement operations over the course of the last few days, and in fact over the course of the last few hours, the criminal division has now criminally charged more than 50 people who allegedly committed fraud to obtain money from the Paycheck Protection Program. You dumb motherfuckers. In conjunction with charges previously brought by the criminal division's fraud section since early May of this year, bring the total number of defendants charged by the criminal division with PPP-related fraud to 57. These numbers are revealing. The cases we have charged involve attempts to steal over $175 million from the PPP and actual losses to the federal government of over $70 million. Now, through our swift efforts to date, we've been able to recover or freeze over $30 million in PPP funds. And we expect to add to that total in the future as we seize additional funds and liquidate assets that defendants have purchased. All right, so I'm all for a little fraud, man, but um, only if you get away with it. Can't salute you if you get caught. And to try to fucking exploit the pandemic, like it's actual businesses that needed it that couldn't get the money because you took the money. So I can't salute that either. Since we're on the subject of finances, let me touch on something that really upset me a day or so ago. I'm at work and I'm riding with this person that I have to take to their site and we're talking and talking and well, she's talking and talking and talking because she doesn't ever shut the fuck up and I'm listening halfway and then we get to the point of her keep refreshing. She keeps refreshing her ADP app because the check hasn't been directly deposited into our account yet and she has bills. I mean, it's understandable, but <laughs> she's worried about an overdraft because she has a, a note to pay. A car note, you would think? No. A mortgage? No. She has a fucking note on a mirror. A fucking mirror in her house. She has a fucking note on the mirror. So I had to ask, how much did this mirror cost? Her answer? $1,000. You d I had to ask her, what does this mirror do? You know what she says? It has Bluetooth. I can play my music through it. It has the time on it. It can tell me the fucking time. So I state, well, you have a phone that tells you the time and you can take that with you. Also, you can go to five and below, shout out to them and buy a speaker for $5. Shit, you might even be able to buy a mirror for five below. I'm not that kind of mirror, but, uh, so she says that eh, it's just not the same. Something about the mirror. I don't know. I, I, I don't remember what she did said to try to just, but she kept trying to justify it. So after 
No, no, we're still, well, we're still riding, so it's not after. But during this time, while she's still refreshing, she's like, you know, she doesn't have any money. So we pull up to the Wawa, and she's like, I don't even have money to buy a cup of coffee. So I'm joking, as I normally do. Like, hey, well, it's Wawa. Nobody's going to stop you if you just go in there and pour up a cup of coffee and walk out with it. So uh, she walks in there and <laughs> she walks out. She shoplifted coffee. Bitch, you have a $1,000 mirror that you are paying a note on that you are fucking still justified. It ain't like you regret the decision. And you can't even afford a fucking $1.79 cup of coffee. And doesn't see anything wrong with it. And unfortunately, there's too many people in the world like this that, and I've been guilty of this as well in the past, of just spending, I mean, I've never been flat, I've never not had anything. I've never been down to like zero. But I understand that people do and people have, and I understand that things happen and I get it. But this isn't things happening. This is poor financial decisions that were made. And when you don't even realize that you made a poor decision after you've made the poor decision and you don't have any money, that's the problem. Like, that's a problem. Like, that's that means that you're going to continue to have this problem. And it makes it hard to progress in life if you're living paycheck to paycheck to paycheck and you don't have any savings and then something happens and you don't have any money and then then nothing. <laughs> oh, I, oh, that's what she did to justify it, to try and justify it. She said, it'll help me build my credit. I was taken aback. You financed, <laughs> put a note on a mirror that's $100, I believe, every paycheck. She said they take $100 out that you can't afford because you are looking to build your credit. And you done fucked over the bank, which a lot of people have fucked over the bank. So you can't get a bank. Well, no, no, no. You can get it. She, no, she has a bank account. Her credit is low. I'm not sure if I told her about secure credit cards, but if you have shitty credit, go and get a secure credit card, put $300 on it, and just wait it out. Don't use it at all. When I had mine, I didn't use it at all. I went from having no credit to now I'm at 785. Fairly easy. Just got another increase on my American Express. But I also don't have any debts. So, I mean, you're going to need to clear your debts off as well. Uh, thankfully, I don't think medical bills count because I damn sure I'd be in the hospital at $3,800 they asked for. Well, they gave it to a collection company, so it's been in collections for a little while, but they're not getting whatever. I don't know how much the collection company wants. She ain't getting it. My insurance paid y'all $6,000. You ain't getting shit from me. 
I ain't gonna lie. I paid three thousand dollars throughout the year for the insurance. I stayed one night in the hospital for some bullshit. Like they could have just let me go. Like, oh no, we need to keep you for observation. Like, don't do that. You need to keep me for observation. I leave with some fucking bullshit diagnosis. One doctor saying they see shit on a on a X-ray, and three other doctors saying, "Nah, we don't see what the previous doctor saw." It's nothing here, which was the original reason they kept me. The original doctor said, I see inflammation around your heart. So I would think, hey, that ain't supposed to happen. You want me to stay overnight? I'm going to stay overnight. That's how they got me. But they ain't get me because they're not getting shit. But that's how they got the insurance company. That's how they ran it up on me, ran up a check, ran up a bag on me. Everybody's getting new fucking uh new Toyotas and new thousand dollar mirrors because of me. But people, please, 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 please manage your finances better. Stop being so materialistic. Please get your savings together before you start fucking taking trips and buying things that you can't really afford. Because when things happen in life, you you need to have a, a little safety net. And you may make a small amount of money and you may have only a little money left over, but you just got to stack the money until it, it gets to a certain point. And I would say until it gets to the point of maintaining whatever lifestyle you have for at least three months, at least, you know, just in case anything happens, if you have a business, just in case business gets slow, if you have a job, just in case you get fired, just in case you get hurt, if you don't have long-term, short-term disability or anything, save your money. Also, you got to start putting that money for, for retirement. You don't want to be like some of the older people that I work with that are 60, 70, 80 years old. Now, I don't have anything it's older people working we have older people to work with us that have a pension coming in and i feel like older people should work or volunteer or do something to stay active and get out of the house and things of that nature i feel like that keeps you alive longer i have no scientific evidence to back that up just how i feel but we have people that are begging for hours at 65 70 years old that ain't cool so you have to save your money now, build your nest egg now, so that when you get older, even if you do have to work, maybe you don't have to work extra hard. Maybe you don't have to uh, do overtime at, at like you 70 years old, trying to work 50, 60 hours a week, 40 hours, 50, you know, every week. Maybe invest some of your money if you're a little younger. Uh, you can listen to Jim Cramer. He's great with uh, with investing advice. And he has a great book that I had that my friend took from me and never, well, he, I let him borrow. And like most friends, they don't return things. So he still has it. And it's a great book. And what, I'm not going to get into that, but it, it works. I used the knowledge from the book and it works. Or at least it worked at the time. So, 
That's that. That's Jim Cramer. He has a couple books out. I can't recall the title of the book I had, but I'm pretty sure all his books are good because he's extremely knowledgeable about uh, the stock market and investing. So it's not too much more to go. We got uh, sources saying that arrests have not been made in the Megan Thee Stallion shooting because she's black. So... And from my uninformed or barely informed position, I don't know who sources are. I have no clue. And I hate when they just say sources because I don't know how credible, because now we're, it's up to the credibility of the news source, like the actual news source where you're getting from to have credible sources or if they have a source at all. Maybe they don't have anything. Maybe they just make shit up. I don't know. But hypothetically, if this is true and sources are saying, and these sources are close to, well, it doesn't matter who they're close to, but if they're saying this at all because she's black, that's bullshit. Uh, I think that um, it would have something to do with the fact that she wasn't cooperative with the police. I mean, I don't know how much of a case you have if there's no video evidence and there's no uh, complaining witness in a shooting. I mean, the state can pick it up, but the state doesn't normally pick up cases that they feel as though they can't win. Now, that may not be right. That ain't, that's not right because the system is made in a fucked up way, whereas though, they only want to fight the battles that they can win. If they are on the wrong side of a battle, meaning they know that they have the wrong person, there's evidence against, uh, you know, against this person being, I'm for this person being um, innocent. They'll sometimes suppress it. Allegedly, Kamala Harris was guilty of this. Allegedly. Amongst, and she's not alone. I mean, that's just the way the system works. Like, I've seen so many cases where though the evidence clearly proves or points to someone's innocence and the DA will just keep fighting against him. They'll just keep it going. So, that's, I think it's, it's just a fucked up system. A. B, you have to work with them. I mean, I don't know why. I mean, maybe she has her reasons, but if you want justice, assuming she wants justice, you have to seek justice. Now, if you seek it and it's still not delivered, then that's completely on a system. But this is not a case of the case being forgotten because she's black. I'm pretty sure that the DA would love nothing more than to prosecute Tory Lanez, a fucking black rapper, celebrity, singer, and put him in jail. That would be a high publicity case that careers are made off. So, and that's usually what people what they give for that's why they generally only fight the cases that they can win and they'll fight to keep people who they know are innocent in jail because 
they want to build their profile and they don't want to hurt their profile by putting that blemish on their record of I fucked up, which is fucked up, but it's a fucked up system. So I don't agree with that. Um, we'll see how this thing plays out. I'm pretty sure. I'm just going to assume that Tory's not going to jail. I'm going to assume that Meg's not going to, um, not going to press charges and that everyone will just go on and make music and eventually this will be forgotten and people will go back to listening to Tory Lanez because some people say they're not listening to Tory Lanez and that'll be that. The last thing on the list is Skip Bayless kind of dismissed Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott is the quarterback of the uh, Dallas Cowboys. He came out and said that he was depressed. Now, I think he said he was depressed on two different occasions. His brother committed suicide earlier this year in April. But before that, he said that he was depressed uh, from the lockdowns and COVID, social distancing, and all of those things that happened back in March. So Skip Bayless didn't like the fact that he came out because of the position that he plays and the sport that he plays and how his dog eat dog and it's like a macho tough environment. So he felt like he shouldn't have said that. He shouldn't have admitted to his depression back then. Somehow this has been misconstrued as and it's it's crazy to me how people create a narrative that doesn't exist and then they just run with the narrative that doesn't exist. Like there's video, audio of what Skip Bale has actually said. He didn't agree with him being him putting it out there that he was depressed about um speaking on the fact that he was depressed about um the lockdown situation. People are saying that you know, he he discounted his depression about his brother dying. And that's just simply not the case. And we just live, we live in a dangerous time where narratives can be painted that are completely inaccurate. And they get passed on from one person and then everybody from one person to the next person to the next person and so on, so on, so on, so on. And people just run with that narrative. And before you know it, that, that narrative becomes the truth. That's why, like, the truth, like, not the truth can become the truth in the day and age we live in. Now, I'm not sure if it was like, I say the day and age we live in. I'm not sure if it was like that in the 90s or, I mean, I guess, I guess it kind of was but just not to this extent because the world is a lot smaller now. Or at least it seems a lot smaller because we're a lot more connected because of social media. So and with social media, given the fact that he's not popular, people are just going to gang up. Like, like motherfuckers can't wait. <laughs> like they could not wait to fucking shit on him. Like he got like two million followers, and they hate on him. I, I go and check out his comments from time to time, and it's just so much hate in there. And I just be so—I'm um, well, not really confused by it. 
it makes sense. I mean, that's how Floyd Mayweather made most of his money from being polarizing, people loving him or hating him, and really nothing in between. Because the haters still want to watch you, and they want to watch you fail. They want to see if you're going to fail. So that's why you want to be loved or you want to be hated. You don't want to... You don't want... Anything in between, you don't want them to feel indifferent about you. Nobody checks out people they feel indifferent about. If I love you, I want to see you. If I hate you, I want to see you because maybe that's part of human nature. I don't hate anyone, so I don't know. So I can't necessarily relate. I'm just not a hateful person. But... That's that, and Skip Bayless didn't step up. I didn't, I didn't hear him defend himself at all on the next show, so maybe he just said fuck it. But I just wanted to put that out there. But and uh, don't do I have any music to play? I think I do. Bear with me for just a second. Oh, uh, I do. Don't want to play that. All right, so I'm going to play a song by Fora. That's Fora, P-H-O-R-A, called Destiny Song. It's kind of like, kind of like a poem over a beat, sort of. It's different. But I like Fora. I really liked his first album. I like Love as Hell. I like Bust It Down. I like a lot of songs off his first album. His second album was a little off, but hopefully he's going to bounce back. I like kind of sort of where he was going with this. And hopefully it'll be somewhere around this type of music that he's doing. Hey, I was just calling to see if maybe you'd answer. This gives me like Tentacion vibes. I just wanted to call and let you know that. I'm a sucker for guitar. You wanted more, I was never enough. You can't see. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Did she just break up with him on a voicemail? <laughs> oh, shout out there. She wrote. When we fell out of love, told me to leave now that you feeling tough. Told you I'm done, but you calling my bluff. You knew the truth while you telling me lies. I always know all the feelings you hide. Know that you broke, but you're still in disguise. I see myself when I stay in your eyes. You were the one I was dreaming about. I'm just not seeing how I gave you everything. You couldn't see it. How can you just stand there and tell me you leaving now? How could you? How am my heart on my sleeve? I hate you, but I have my reasons. And you had your scars. I was showing you mine, but you turned away while I was bleeding. I see the image inside of my head the way he touches you the things that he said i just wish i could have loved you instead i don't want to live i'd rather be dead you just don't know what you did to me i just want closure i don't want no sympathy I always thought that you were meant for me but i guess everything dies out eventually i was just hurt i was lied to can't make you happy i tried to remember he's the one you used to cry to now all i think of you he's beside you all that we had you let it go was i enough i'll never know gave you my heart gave you my soul gave you Everything to end up alone. 
That was Destiny's song by Four. I want to say I saw an interview where he said he was shot in the head. Shout out to Four. Uh, what else we got? Uh, we got Risky by Money Man. Money Man started off when I first heard him. He was like a future clone, like the Good Future, because Future got like Good Future and he got Bad Future. And he was like a good future clone and he's kind of turned into his own artist at this point and this is him featuring jack boy man i'm not i don't think we, i mean jack boy man that's a battle rapper featuring jack boy i don't think we're gonna get the jack boy verse but here's money man risky my dog That's a new song. It's the kind of the first one well, no, I checked out like 30 seconds before I played it on here, but so it's the most I've heard from the song for the first time. And this last song was going to be Lou Kell. I like Lou Kell. Lou Kell has an awful name. And um, Queen Naja. It's called Want You. Oh, 
I was bleeding till you heal my scar. You told me you won't ever go. And when we apart, so I think I need to let you know. Without you, it's hard. I got some things that's on my mind, baby. You need to know. You promised you would hold me close and you won't let me go. Trust me, no, I ain't in my prime. I still got time to grow. Cause you're the only one I think about when I'm alone. All right, so that was uh, Luke Hale. We didn't get the Queen Aja. She coming a little too late. I think we covered everything. Taraji. Oh, Conway the Machine. Conway, 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 Conway the Machine, Machine, Machine. He just dropped his album uh from king to a god i really like the album this is only for people who are into like that 90s type of rap he's only early 30s maybe mid 30s so he's not necessarily from that old era he grew up in the old older like um 90s era but he's not from it but he he brings it back that's his style he's from buffalo this is a good album he had Method Man on his album, and Method Man killed it. I'm not even a Method Man fan, but he killed it. All the features on here was good. The album wasn't too long. It was a really good album. I'm definitely going to listen to this again. This, this will probably be a three and a half for me. Might work his way up to a four. He had Dej Loaf on here. Dej Loaf, her, uh, her verse was fire. She has a beautiful, unique sound. I like Dage. So I would recommend if you're into like rap, rap, gangsta, that fucking, if you like the locks from the early 2000s, I would check this out. So this was Potter from the Crib, episode number 40, the big 4-0. I'm your host. I was your host. I'll still be your host next week. I mean, not next week tomorrow because this will be out Sunday so Monday so I'll still be your host Gary aka Jizz you can still follow me at uh, Potty from the Crib at Instagram or and we won't have anything new for quite some time not gonna lie to you but there's plenty of content still there or you can follow me at uh, Fitness Fiend Gary that's my personal Instagram and you can DM all your nudes there they are appreciated. But anyway, regardless of whether you send me nudes or don't send me nudes, God bless or universe bless or whatever. I'm going to fuck out.